Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. Loud and local with Kevin Deers rolls on 99.9 KISW. Hey, what's up? It's Loud and Local, the stay home sessions. And I'm talking with Ruben and LJ from a band called Luminator. Uh, they are a, a Tacoma power metal-esque band, I would say. Uh, pretty much power metal, that's what your tag is that on Bandcamp, right? Yeah. Yeah, that sounds great. Uh, how are you guys doing today? I mean, we're all talking on the Zoom app, so we're all in three different areas. It's socially distanced. It's stay home, stay safe style. Uh, first off, um, yeah, Ruben and then LJ, uh, how are you guys doing right now? And uh, how are you guys staying safe and staying sane? Uh, lucky for me, I'm not uh, someone that's got to be quarantined. We um, are considered an essential business where I work. As we work in that fire protection, so oh yeah, business as usual for me. You know, going to work every day. The sounder has like five people on it when I come in on the train, so it's been pretty nice. Right on, man. And that's in Tacoma area. And I work up in Kent. I live in Tacoma. So I take the sounder up every time. You know. Okay. And how are you staying sane, man? When you're when you when you got to go home and and uh, stay in and stuff, are you just making a beautiful, inspirational power metal every night? Nice, dude. <laughs> creative, you know. LJ, how about you, man? Uh, yeah, I'm just working from home, man. Been working from home since uh, the end of January, maybe early February. So I'm already past the uh, the crazy stage. And I'm starting to get used to it. Yeah, you're just kind of like hanging out. Uh, you playing a lot of video games on your own time and stuff? Uh, not really. Just playing a lot of uh, playing a lot of guitar and bass, honestly. That's that's killer, man. So how did the let's let's talk about the project, man. How did you guys get together? I know uh, LJ, I've known you for years uh, from from several bands, uh, um, Devils Alluden, and uh, you know several other projects you've been in in the past. Uh, you've been friends of Metal Shop for a long time. Um, how you guys uh, get together for Power Metal? I know LJ, you've always been a fan of this stuff, but how'd you meet up with Ruben and the rest of the band, and uh, how'd you guys get together for Illuminator? Uh, so actually, Ruben and I have known each other for a long time. Um, I met him through his brother um, shortly after he graduated from high school, and I wasn't—I'm only a year or two older than he is, so okay, about ten years ago or so now. But um, a few years ago, he hit me up on Facebook and was like, "Hey, dude, I want to start a power metal band." And then he sent me a guitar profile with some uh, with a, a song roughed out, and I was like, "Dude, this is sick. Let's get something going." And uh, you know, we've been working on it ever since then. Do you guys? Uh, so you have a single that has uh, that we're going to be playing here uh, shortly. Um, do, are you guys? Have you guys worked on like an EP or an album, or is it is that uh, pretty much what you have done so far? 
Yeah, we've got um, we've got like a like a five song EP that we're working on, but it's just been kind of slow working on it because, you know, a little pandemic hits in the middle of us uh, working on it, and uh, our recording studio that we work out of is, is shut down. So uh. we're doing what we can from our home studios because both LJ and I uh, record at home, I suppose. But our, our vocalist, you know, he's got a whole studio set up, and he can't do much in there right now. So, you know, uh, we've been delayed, but we're still planning to get everything out soon i mean we have most of the songs um recorded we yeah. need to get some uh, auxiliary instruments in there for it to all sound good because instead of it just being like 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 heavy metal or something like that where there's only like four tracks i think we have like 35 tracks on silver leaves where it's just like since like since layered on top of each other and all these different things that you gotta you gotta stack it all up you know oh, yeah. so it, it, it's a lot more than just like yeah do your guitar part and it will be ready you know there's a lot more going into it than that it's not like a three-track, three-chord punk rock song. It is a lot of layers, man. I wish. Yeah, and that's the funny thing about um, about me and LJ, because he comes from, like, a, a tech death background. Mm-hmm. I come from, like, a, a punk rock background. So for me, I'm just like, yeah, the chord progression sounds good. Let's do it. And he's like, no, nah, man, everything has to be more accurate than that. I'm like, wait, it sounds right. I played the right note. And he's like, it has to be perfect, all right? The frequencies, the pitches need to be right. Okay. I'm like, all ah, right. So he, he helps kind of, uh, you know, balance me in that respect where I'm not, to uh to punk rock like yeah it's a song it's out there it's done you know uh i'm definitely gonna ask you guys about how we get uh power metal from those two diverging worlds but before i do um i, d- I definitely wanted to acknowledge the rest of the members of your band that we're not talking with today uh who else uh who else is in your band and, and can you shout them out yeah there's um our vocalist uh, demi and uh he works like graveyard so oh yeah you know there was no chance he was gonna make this i think he wakes up in a couple hours so <laughs> And that, that's it. So we, uh, it's just uh, me and LJ and our vocalist. And uh, we've gone through a few different uh, drummers and uh, even a couple of keyboard people, but uh, nothing really stuck. You know, yeah. it seems if you're good enough to play our music, you just want to play stuff that's harder. Sure. You know? And if you want to play our music, you're usually not good enough to. And that, that's kind of the, the difficult place that we're at in power metal, where like guys want to play like, you know, manly, aggressive, brutal, gent metal, you know? Yeah. And anyone who likes beautiful, singy, hard chord progressions can't really play faster than like 120 bpm so, so it's hard yeah. to find a perfect guy to fit in there how did you guys come together you mentioned that you were like the punk rock guy lj's the tech death mm-hmm. guy and uh how did you guys come together from those diverging worlds and uh you know create power metal what why power metal well, have oh. you been to have you been to like um, any local uh, power metal shows, Kevin? You know, like like big bands when they came like Rhapsody of Fire or something mm-hmm. like that. Yeah, I saw Blind Guardian play like a two hour set, and then there we go. <laughs> you know, of no, course, I've seen you... some of the bands like Skeletor and stuff, but yeah, I've been to uh, some power metal. And oh, I saw Demons and Wizards last year. Hell yeah. Right. So I mean, we would run into each other at a lot of uh, local power metal shows, and power metal kind of has a big um, a big umbrella, right? I mean, yeah. We were at the Rhapsody of Fire show, and there's a, there's a an Asian dude that wears full elven armor there. You know, like yeah. don't forget characters like that. We uh, went to how many Eastern the Blood shows together? You know, yeah. I mean, we just became kind of show buddies. And then after that, it was like, well, I need a, a guy who likes power metal to play guitar in this project I'm working on. And we reached out to LJ, and he was helping me out with my punk rock band. He was helping us uh, record at the time. So we already had that kind of connection. And uh, it just worked out perfectly. Now, like, we write stuff, send it back to each other, and get more excited about it. And, you know, he's... um. He's really instrumental in helping me bring this uh, dream alive, and I don't think I could have done it without him. You know, because I think about if anyone else who just likes power metal, they wouldn't be uh, really shreddy enough to get it done. Yeah, you know, I, I need LJ as the tooth of the band, so I can just <laughs> sit back and play chords. You know, 
So let's talk about the vocals, because in power metal, that is a key thing, man. That is like the the uh, cream right there on the top of the Sunday, man, the, the vocalist. Yeah. It can really make or break a power metal band, and your, your vocalist is sick. Uh, how did you guys you know, find that perfect vocalist for a power metal band? Craigslist. Nice. <laughs> yeah, I put out an ad on, uh, on Craigslist uh, saying, like, hey, um, you know, kind of, uh, we need a, a vocalist who can sing, who likes power metal, that's looking to do clean stuff. You know, we mm-hmm. need a nice big high. You know, we don't need like a big manly like Sabaton voice. We need someone that's like a Stradivarius kind of singer, you know. Yeah. And, uh, we got a response back from this guy and uh, Demi. I mean, we've we've been working with him for like uh, almost a year now. We still don't know anything about him. He's like, uh, <laughs> a, like he like came from the, the woods of Alaska. He's you know, elusive. nobody knows him here in Washington. He's a complete, um, complete stealthy ninja. You know, he's a man of mystery. And uh, he has this voice that's just uh, a hidden gem. And we're going to polish that thing up and show it off, you know. He's an enigma. He's the enigmatic yeah. vocalist. He's that not one. even in the call. <laughs> <laughs> That's awesome. Yeah, he's a deep take, actually. <laughs> <laughs> wow, dude. Damn. You guys, wow. Very, very good at that. Um, so, yeah, let's uh, let's talk a little bit about that. Oh, first off, Ruben, uh, you said that, are you still in another punk rock band? Why don't you shout that out? Uh, no, I'm not. I actually shut it down so I could focus on this. Oh. I was like, I was weighing my future. I'm like, what, what, what do I want to be playing in 10 years? You know, I don't Fair be like, power metal with like keyboards and, you know, everyone dressed up in their medieval clothing. Or do I want to be playing the punk rock where everyone's like spitting on each other and hitting each other with beer bottles and stuff? Like, yeah, I'll go for the pretty stuff, you know? So, and you got the hair, man. So that being like, hey, yeah, yeah. And that's, that's one of the prerequisites for the band. Unfortunately, Kevin, you can't be there. We have uh, to well, fire everyone that has at least 12 inches of hair, you know? Fair enough. <laughs> I'll be in the uh, what, do you, what war metal band where I, I wear uh, Ray Bans and uh, a goatee like blasphemy or something. <laughs> there we yeah. go. There we go. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, I know a lot of power metal bands kind of have a theme, like very thematic. Did you guys have like a theme? Yeah. Um, so I, uh, I I wrote a story, and we're writing music to match the story and story to match music. You know, we're going back and forth mm-hmm. on it, but. Uh, Basically, the idea was I wanted to have um, a concrete story because in a lot of power metal, there's like concept albums, but mm-hmm. it's not very, very, um, it's not very well delivered. It's like, oh, just read the lyrics and you'll get it. Sure. You know, and I, I want to make it a little more obvious than that. So I've been like writing the story out. I've been commissioning artists to make um, make a piece of art for each song that we're doing. So it's like a chapter in a book. So you can actually follow the hero and what's happening, see what the city looks like. Yeah. See what the big storm overhead looks like. And the, um, the story on this one is mainly about like a, a kind of sorcerer who blocked out the sun, and um, this uh, this main character comes by to kill the sorcerer and bring the sun back. And obviously, it was easy to write that living in Washington, mm-hmm. dark for eight months straight. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> nice dude. But yeah, that, that, that's the story that we're um, that we're delivering. But we don't want it to be like uh, like a musical where like you're singing and you're like, oh, now I'm approaching the castle. It's got to be something that's still more relatable. You know, like, I want to kind of strike um, kind of the balance that uh, Queen's Strike did in Operation Mindcrime, where it's like, you can follow the story that they're telling, mm-hmm. but it's not too heavy-handed that you're like, eh, it feels like a musical, you know? Sure. So, yeah, but that, that's the goal there. And you can see we already have uh, some concept art up, um, like the city, and then uh, for Silver Leaves, we have the track for that. You can see him in a forest with, like, the Forest Guardian, and that's part of, like, delivering, like, the, the mood and the flavor of the song, and... We have um, a few more pieces that are being commissioned now for the rest of the EP. So there's going to be a, a picture for each song. Man, it's a very deep uh, concept there and, and uh, very highly conceptual for, for a band that's uh, 
you know, seemingly on, on the radar of, of me, at least kind of just getting started and getting out there. That's really cool that you guys have this, you know, all conceptualized. Um, what's the, who's the artist? Uh, why don't we shout out the artists and that you're working with? His name is, um, let's see, his name is, uh, Matthias Nystrom, but, uh, I, I, we have his links all over our band page. Awesome. He goes by name, like Bacon Scraper or something like that. He's out of uh, Norway or Finland or something like that. And yeah. I found him the same way on the internet. I'm like, hey, I need an artist to make some cool concept art for a fantasy metal band. Uh, anyone can do it. And he's like, yeah, I'll do it. So we've been paying him, and he's been bringing my uh, story that I'm making up as we speak, like the life, you know, <laughs> like I'm yeah. making up something. And he's like, yeah, I can make that. And the rest is history. It's beautiful, you know. So is this going to be a studio band, or do you guys, I mean, obviously no one's playing concerts at this point, but, you know, on the other <laughs> side of this pandemic, uh, do you guys uh, imagine that you'll be playing live performances? Yeah, that, that's definitely our goal. And if you're listening right now and you are interested in this band, definitely hit us up because we could use a drummer and a keyboard player and, and a bass, bass player. Yeah, and a bass player. Because <laughs> right now we're recording all the bass parts and programming all the keyboards and everything. How about the uh, other instruments that sometimes are, are uh, thrown in there, like like a folk harp or a, or a hammered dulcimer? We so, use those, and they're yeah. all, yeah. Wow. They're all melted, yeah. <laughs> yeah, so that's part of the, the layering approach. With um, There'll be some uh, some parts that like the keyboard player will play, and then there will be a backtrack uh, to go along with the live scenarios. Damn. Yeah, we really just want to have like the all-encompassing experience and have, like, although we're a local band, we still want to start off on, like, a pro-level band. But you know what I mean? Oh, yeah. So by the time we, when we get to our first show, I want us to be, like, fully ready i want people to think that we're legit you know i don't want it i want everyone to be like really really uh, uh excited you know when when they're done with the show i'm like hey i want to see those guys again damn all right man so uh, it's it's and here's the thing you guys have a plenty of time to to work on that right now because i don't think <laughs> you know shows are gonna yeah, be happening true. you know definitely not like next week or something we'll see but uh you know, so, um, all right, man. Well, I wanted to ask you guys about some of your personal choices here. So, uh, we all know, and, uh, I'll give you guys, uh, both the, the opportunity to, to, uh, to answer this one. So LJ, since the camera's on you, let's start with this one, LJ, uh, and then Ruben, we all know the big four of thrash is anthrax, Metallica, Megadeth, and Slayer. In your opinion, since you're a power metal band, what are the big four of power metal? Oh, uh, dude, that's tough. Uh, that's really easy, LJ. I could take over yeah. first. All right. Yeah, so. All right, you go first. Let me think about it. <laughs> I think you could separate a power metal into two distinct groups, right? There's uh, the guys who use a lot of keyboards and the guys who don't. Yeah. And uh, for me, I prefer a lot of keyboards. And uh, for, for some other people, they prefer not as much keyboards. So if you ask the power metal fan who doesn't like keyboards, they would say something like um, Ed Guy, Sabaton, Wind, Hammerfall. You know? Yeah. But me, I don't really like that stuff. But I like keyboards. So I would go uh, Dragon Force, Stradivarius. Rhapsody of Fire, maybe Glory Hammer if we're talking recent, but if we're talking historically, probably Sonata Artica. Just okay. something between the old guard and the current. Because if we're going old guard, that's like Blind Guardian and um, like Camelot and Halloween and stuff like that. But I'm a bit newer than that. Sure. What about uh, What about Man of War? Would you say they're like the forefathers of power metal? Or I mean, I first of all, yes, they're great. But when I think power metal, I think Rainbow into the Dark. I think Dio first. Because he oh. put keyboards in first. You think Fair about enough. that track with that, that keyboard lick and the hook, and it's like, it's so different from anything even Manowar was doing. You okay. Know? And uh, I think keyboards are what make power metal. Like you were talking about how vocals are part of that. I'm like, mm -hmm. yes, 
I agree, like the big powerful vocals, but I think keyboards are the most important thing because from what I uh, read, because I'm too young to know, everyone in the 80s was scared to put keyboards into metal or into rock. It's like, ah, oh, keyboards don't belong in there. And everyone was hating on Deep Purple because they did that. But I think it makes music beautiful. And if you have the keyboards to carry the melody line, you could do a lot of stuff on guitar with leads. And Deep Purple can kick ass, so screw them. <laughs> yeah. LJ, what about you, man? What about What are your personal top four? Big four. All right. If we're going personal, I would mm-hmm. definitely say Rhapsody of Fire, Symphony X, um, probably Iced Earth. And that, that fourth one, it, it changes a lot. Um, I've been really digging on Majestica, which is a really sick uh, Swedish power metal band that have a really cool, um, almost like a uh, Europe uh, feel to them, like okay. a more modern Europe. Yeah. Uh, another band I've been really digging in, for, uh, for my fourth slot, I guess, is uh, Orion's Reign. Um, their latest album is kind of like a supergroup album. So it has like Tim Owens and some other cool dudes on there. Yeah, Tim Ripper. Yeah. Yeah. I've actually been listening to a lot of uh, Sabotage myself because I guess you can consider them power metal. And some of their later stuff got really concept heavy. And I've been appreciating that stuff a lot. Yeah. Oh, I can't forget to mention Three Inches of Blood either. Yeah. Yeah. Rip. yeah. Miss those guys. <laughs> Okay, guys. Well, um, let's uh, let's like uh, kind of transition here into a little bit more goofy questions. So I got a couple for you. Uh, first off, if we were to get you really drunk or really high, <laughs> we were at a uh, we were at a uh, karaoke bar, and you had a book open to any karaoke song, and you had to do one. Ruben, let's start with you. What would the karaoke song be that you would choose? I would I would play it safe and do War Pigs because once you're done with it, it's just a long guitar solo. There you go. <laughs> well, come get a beer, and it, it's a good song that you can kind of yell your way through and not have to sing too well. Yeah. That's how I think Ozzy gets away with it so often. <laughs> nice. And LJ, what about you, bro? Dude, that's a tough one, man. I'm not a great singer. <laughs> um, you know, I'll I'll go with uh, one of my favorite Three Inches of Blood songs, uh, Wicked Tron, off their um, their second album, Advance and Vanquish. Yeah. Yeah. Right on. Well, uh, just one more question here for you before we get into your song that uh, we're going to play here on the Loud and Local podcast. And um, so at this time, a lot of people were getting a lot of negative um, news, a lot, a lot of, I mean, obviously it's important to stay tuned or stay updated with what's going on in the world, but a lot of times it can be overwhelming. Imagine uh, someone's overwhelmed, bummed out, uh, not having a good day. What's an album that you personally, LJ, um, can put on and will put you in a good headspace and will uh, get you kind of going? Ooh. Uh, I'm going to go with uh, Jewish Priest Painkiller. Yeah. I just like a, you know, from front to back, it's just a relentless, like, awesome album. Like, every track is, could be a single, every track could stand great on its own. Uh, it shreds, it rips, vocals are great, you know? Mm-hmm. Doesn't right. get any better than that, honestly. And Ruben, what about you, brother? I'd probably say "White Women" by Chromio. Oh, okay. Uh, you feel good. <laughs> Chromio is the way to go. It's like it's like the spunk and like a lot of keyboards and stuff, and the guys are real funny with their lyrics. So it's usually what I would go for if I need to be cheered up, you know. Right on, man. Well, uh, yeah, I'll let you guys uh, do. So this is what I'm going to do. I'm going to uh, not going to mute my mic, but I'm going to lay off the microphone and I'm going to let you guys. So choose between who wants to do it. You guys are the you do as cheesy as you can. I want you guys to be the cheesy radio DJ and introduce your song here on Loud Local. Of course, we're talking with Illuminator. So your turn. 
I'll take it, LJ. I know you're shy. All right. <laughs> All right, thanks for tuning in. Uh, now we're going to be playing a track by Luminator. Uh, some power metal guys like to dress up in medieval clothing and talk about dragons and knights and such. Oh, well, here's a track. Uh, lots of keyboards, lots of high-reaching vocals, and uh, if you're into that, give them a listen. Damn, uh, the track is still released, by the way. <laughs> uh, you you want to give it a shout-out? <laughs> right. Hey, you're listening to Silver Leaves by Luminator. Nice, dude. All right, guys, uh, where can we find your stuff, and uh, what can you uh, plug before we jump into the song? Uh, we're on Facebook, Bandcamp, Spotify, iTunes, Napster. Napster? Google Play. LimeWire, BearShare. Yeah. Tinder, Grinder. Yeah. I think we're on, I think we're on <laughs> Dig as well. We're on everything, man. But, yeah, yeah. We, we actually do have that one single available on pretty much any streaming platform you can find. Uh, That's amazing. But probably Aegis is probably going to our Facebook and going to the Bandcamp page and checking it out there. And a big part of it is seeing that beautiful artwork. So definitely make sure you use your eyes as well as your ears. Right on, guys. Thanks a lot for the uh, for the interview, and we'll get into it. It's Luminator here on Loud and Local. <laughs>
We get it. Attention spans just aren't what they used to be. Heads in social media and eyes on Netflix. But what do people do with their ears? Well, for one, they're listening to audio. Americans spend 4.4 hours with audio every day. Oh, and you want the proof? Well, you just sat through this ad that's now approaching 30 seconds. What could you say to a potential customer in 30 seconds? Let Odyssey put together a media plan tailor-made for your unique marketing needs. Advertise with Odyssey. Visit ads.odyssey.com.